This is Vernon Jacobs, Senior Pastor of the Embassy Church. I want to thank you for engaging with us through this podcast. May it build your faith and strengthen your walk and cause you to reach the rooftop in Christian living. Don't forget to aim high and never give up. Let's go now straight into this word. And we commence the series of Ruth. I said that if we're done with this series, then you would have covered the four chapters in the book of Ruth. Ruth is after the book of Judges. Uh, why would God take uh, uh, the insignificance of a woman from a cursed place, Moab, and plant her inside of the Bible? There must be something that we can learn from her. I told you last week that uh, God has the ability to move you in, in stages and there's progression as you move. So uh, we must make progress in our lives. You can't be at 34. I'm going to show you how God will come down to Moab and he'll use a family from the lineage of a Jewish lineage. If you didn't catch it already in your study, and it's interesting to note that Naomi, who is the mother-in-law of Ruth, is like the Holy Spirit. It's a guidance system. Somewhere in my slides, I write down on Mentor's manner. She's the the mentor's manner. She's she's manner to to the one that she's mentoring, which is Ruth. Could have been Opa as well if Opa agreed to come under the mentorship. A lot of people have the opportunity to come under the mentorship of the Holy Spirit, but they choose to go the other way. I told you last week that Opa chose, she had the opportunity to go with Ruth and Ruth said to uh, Naomi, your people will become my people. Your God will become my God. Where you go, I will go. Opa had the same opportunity to do that, but she chose to go back into Moab. I'm going to show you just now how a place carries an atmosphere and an environment. You must be sensitive to places and people that are in that place. On her return, commentaries and commentators say that Opa was raped. They mistook her for a prostitute. And you'll understand just now why. That's the thinking of the people in Moab. They raped her and out of her came the lineage of Goliath. Out of the lineage of Ruth will come David. And the two nations will then fight it out. It's important the decisions you make. Decisions determine your destinies. Never underestimate one moment, one decision that you can make. It will change your life forever. Who you walk with, who you decide to follow, where you stay, what atmosphere. One wrong date can lead into a tragic marriage. As some of the people here, they'll tell you, I dated wrong, I married wrong, and now I'm stuck for life. We're together this morning. Congregation may be seated. <laughs> Before I lose the train of thought and lose you, God will raise, and, 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 and um, you, you must ask, why would the Bethlehemites 
including Boaz and all those who were going through a famine in Bethlehem, stayed in Bethlehem, a blessed place. But Elimelech and Ruth, together with their sons, Marlon and Shilion, they leave in the time of famine. I told you last week about fight and flight. Instead of fighting the situation, they took flight. But let's not condemn them because of the move of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I tell you now that Naomi is like the person of the Holy Spirit. God takes them out of a blessed place and moves them into a cursed place only to lose everything and situations change. But Naomi will bring Ruth a Moabitess who is a cursed person and bring her back into a blessed place. <laughs> if you have not already gleaned the truth now, that's what was done with Jesus. He had to leave heaven, come down to the earth. We were cursed, but he redeems us only to open up the Bethlehem for us. Upon our death, we also inherit the blessings. The Holy Spirit is Naomi. He'll be introduced to Boaz just now, as we did last week. He's the kinsman redeemer. And through him, what was cursed becomes blessed. Let's talk about Moab. Are we together this morning? Moab in, in the geographical location is east of the river Jordan and Bethlehem is west of the river. Everything east to that river is considered cursed. Why, Pastor? Well, uh, you remember when, when, when Abraham had a, had a problem or Lot had a problem with Abraham, Abraham said, you choose which way you want to go and, and the, I'll go the other way. And Lot chose to go eastward. And inside of this Lot's journey, he reached Sodom and Gomorrah. And there was sexual sins and all types of sins, more so sexual. That's where you get Sodom and Gomorrah. You get sodomy and gonorrhea. The two uh, sexual sins and disease that comes through through the sexual sins. Are we together this morning? Is my class here? Are you in the building? Yes, thank you. So um, God says, I'm going to destroy the east side. And uh, he rains down fire and brimstone. And all the people on that side are, are dead. Remember Lot's wife? She looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. But Lot is on his journey and he's moving with his daughters. Two daughters and Lot and they come into a cave. That night, Lot's daughters have their own thinking and own discussion. And they say, they think that they are the only three people left on the earth. When you're inside of an atmosphere that's burning and you're not in any other location where you see people, you think that that you, the, you are the only three people. Uh, the two daughters have a conversation and say, let's, 
not let's uh, not humanity die let the species of the humans not die uh, let's make our father drunk and then we'll sleep with our father and that's what they did they slept with their father that night in his drunken stage the little girl or the smaller girl fell pregnant on that night and she birthed ben ami which became the father of the ammonites the eldest daughter she fell pregnant on that night too a very seedful man lot was and uh, he birthed and she birthed moab moab and the moabites because of this sinful sinful act on the part of the girls a curse came upon their genealogies and their generations and the ammonites and the moabites were cursed people as a matter of fact god placed a curse on them and said for the next 10 generations they'll remain cursed uh, it was very hard to to bring them out are we together this morning I rise to tell you that you should be careful of creating your own spiritual mohab. Your own atmosphere, your own land, a place which has a spiritual atmosphere. Mohab was a place more than uh, anything else. It carried this the sins of the fathers. Let me tell you today that bad things happen in mohab. Moab is the reminder of the terrible that happened to you. One night affair that birthed that birthed the unexpected. One night's affair that birthed the unexpected. Moab represents the events in your life that you would rather forget. Moab and that's why we uh, it's so important to understand what what we studying today ruth ruth at the opportunity to leave moab i'm not sure who i'm addressing here today but there is some of you that need to leave moab moab somebody say moab moab is a metaphoric graveyard A graveyard is a place of death by the way it has no future it has no future only recollections of the past when you go to stand at in kenilworth or you go to to mobeni and then you you go and identify graves there you say my father is here my great grandfather is there the only thing that cemeteries do is that it re- revives um the past it brings recollection of the past are we in the building this morning and like the madman of gadara demon spirits always want to drive you if if there's demon spirits in a place they'll always like the madman of gadara take you to the the cemeteries and it may not be the physical cemetery of life in life but be careful that you are not being driven to mohabs it'll always want to remind you of your failures and as long as you dwell in the tombs of yesterdays you will not move into the resurrection hope of your tomorrow 
I was talking to my brother-in-law, Ken, here last night. We were just recollecting our, our life in church and all of that. And uh, he was telling me of one great influencer in his life. A man who was well of well stature, also respected in church life, who was their friend, their youth leader at that time. And um, he said that, that the guy will always say to them in a conversation, what did he mean by that? What did he mean by that? So whenever the guy spoke to him, uh, he'll ask the question, what did, and he says, for years, whenever somebody spoke to him, he would always examine, why did she say that? And it made him very negative to, to look for the negativity in, in, in a situation. And I used to tell you today, he was in a spiritual graveyard when it comes to conversations. Because he was always looking for the negative. Even when people wanted to bless him in a conversation, he would always look for the negative things. Made him negative in life. Until he met my sister. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. He met up with Naomi. That's his Naomi. And said, why, my sister said, why do you have to, even when they mean good, why do you have to look for bad? This morning I rise to remind some of us that if, if you can examine your life, look, are you in a spiritual Moab? Look for those conditions that always want to bury you in life. And uh, nobody can speak to you because you, nobody can speak to you because you, nobody can ever speak to you. Some of you, nobody can speak to you. <laughs> you understand? Because you, you, nobody can speak to you. I, I don't know how to say it any better. But when you come to a service like this, look at you. Are oh, you sit there. You have to sit and listen. Is God speaking this morning? Some of you, even your wives can't get through to you until you come into a place like this and the Spirit of God arrests your attention um, so, so I use this platform this morning to ask you to address to examine examine some of the strongholds in your life by which uh, they, they should be changed are you a negative person are you always looking and making excuses why you cannot go forward as to why you have to stay in your corner when God wants to move you beyond your corner. Did that land this morning? Amen. Now, I'm just going to take a side route and then we'll, we'll come back. All right, stay with me. I know you came to hear about, I'm coming to that. I'm, I'm coming, oh, stay calm, be calm. All right, calm down, calm down. Hmm? Daters and romances, sit up. Ruth chapter 1 verse 14, if you're studying and taking down notes, read this. And they lifted up their voices because Naomi is giving both the girls a chance. Choose. Do you want to go back to Moab? Or do you want to come with me into Bethlehem? Do you want to go back now from your understanding? Do you want to move into a curse? Or do you want to walk into a blessing? They lifted up their voices, the Bible says, and wept again. And Oprah kissed her mother-in-law. 
but Ruth clave unto her. There are kisses and cleavers. There are kisses and cleavers. There are people that enter relationships, they'll date you, but they won't marry you. Oprah was one of words. Ruth was one of works. Young people, listen to me. You must be able to discern whether this man is just using his words or whether he's just going, he's going to be a cleaver. There are some that love to date you, but they'll never put a ring on it because they don't want to marry you. Marriage is the word that will scare them away. So Oprah, again, was a woman of what? Words. And Ruth was a woman of action. Now Ruth represents the believer whose faith is moving her from the past into a future. I'm talking about Christians today that, uh, and, and, and on Wednesdays we talk about the presence of God and how to tap into the presence of God. If you don't come on Wednesdays, you're a data. By the way, I'll just put it out there. But if you do come in because you are hungry for the word of God, you're a romancer. Romancers want to get deeper. Romancers, romancers go beyond the physical kiss. They go for the heart. Daters. On a Sunday morning, you have kisses and cleavers. I know it's hard, but... Like a courting couple, there are boys who may be interested in the girl. They are interested in the girl, but not in love with the girl. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Do you ever have a girlfriend that you are interested in, but not in love? I'm getting you into trouble. Take it easy, calm down. <laughs> oh, she's not here. They're watching on TV. Okay. There, there are some guys that they don't want to be a Boaz. They don't want to settle. They want the benefits, but they can't have the responsibilities. There is just some, some fabric on the inside. I'm not sure whether we have those kind of guys in our church. You talk marriage and they run. They, they, they're not ready for, for that. Uh, here's the word, commitment. Somebody say commitment. It takes commitment. And, and let me say this as well. When you get married, you fall in love with the girl. But you must also fall in love with the future. And therefore, when, you, when, you are, when you're finding a person, look for the future in that person. Look for the future in that person. Because after the lips have gone thickened by kissing and uh, all of that nice honeymoon things, then, then the children come. He's talking to somebody, he said, Pastor, I was ready to be a husband, but I was not ready to be a father. But I want to tell you this morning that fatherhood comes with that. There's, there's that responsibility. So you, you can't rom you're not romancing a stone. Hmm. Let me go back to the commitment of a romancer. 
like Christian daters who some people like on a Sunday morning if they can't wake up or if they can't yeah if they can't wake up they won't come to church like I'll go next week hey, I had every night today it's like you you're dating the girl there's no commitment to that to the, to that relationship I'm not sure about you but when I was caught in man I was in love eh? I'm I'm not saying that I'm not in love now please let let it not be uh, mis misinterpreted Gregory you are my advocate in this thing because last week I don't know how it came out but it's like also that was the degree of uh, love but it's not the same and 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 and, and you you graduate in your measurements of love am i right louis yes thank you sir thank you for that nod you you can't have a schoolboy love when you are a 50 year old man you know that, that there's a maturity like good wine you you mature you can't you can't be be wine and behave like vodka I'm not sure what what that means but some of you understand it better than I do but uh, you know there's there's a progression man there's there's that that thing what you did when you were 16 you don't do when you were 50 it's it's just a different maturity thank you for that yes so so yeah you 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 wake up there's in when when you in love with god you you wake up in the morning and you make up in the morning you put you adorn yourself and that's what uh, Naomi said to Ruth wash your face man don't show up on the threshing floor like you are not ready for it wash yourself she said put on some perfume uh, this is this is how you 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 go into a place when you step into the threshing floor of of a spiritual realm you prepare to go there in the night you're ready to go there at midnight you already you 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 waiting to go into the presence of god am i are you getting where i'm going to do you understand i'm i'm talking about intimacy with god it's you're not dating god you move from that uh you 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 pass that that initial stages but you are in love with god Are we together this is the intensity that roots had with 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 their mother-in-law she said where you go i will go this is commitment ladies and gentlemen where you stay i will stay are we together this morning your people will become my people your god will be my i like this last sentence man what does it say i can't hear you shout this morning Yeah. Okay. I'm coming to a conclusion shortly. Lessons from the Ruth from from Ruth on progress. Lessons on Ruth. Using the relationship of Ruth and Naomi, Ruth took instructions from a mentor. God favors those who are obedient to little instructions. If you follow little things, small Tim spoke today. Some of you are, are are struggling in life and struggling in life. Uh he's speaking from his own experience. A boy that grew up with no father, with nothing from poverty. Why 
will God not do for you what he has done for him? If that's, that's what God was saying to Cain when Cain killed Abel. Why are you so, why are you so upset with his blessing? And here it comes. He says, if you do what he did, you'll get what he got. Let me say that again. He says, if you do what he did, you'll get what he got. Don't despise the others. When you look at others and their blessings, just even go and sit with him. Tell him, please, man. I know, first of all, you want to know how much he earns. Sit with him. Ask him, how much did you, did you go? It will blow your small mind. <laughs> We're together this morning. And he'll tell you the principles. I know because he can't stand here and lie. But I've seen the Lord's hand upon him. Because if you do what he did, you'll get what he got. God, God is not a respecter of persons. God is not a respecter of persons. Now, another prince, God favors those who are obedient in little things. The scripture is, his, his master replied, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many, many. Once you learn to walk through small doors, God will open up larger ones. Say amen. You must be able to learn to walk through small doors. God only releases into your next once you followed the last, last instruction. All right. Now these two people or these people enter Bethlehem. God's will can fully be released. Listen to me. When you are in the right place, at the right time with the right people. I brought you out of Moab and I brought with you Ruth and Naomi. And you are going to see that Ruth gets blessed, not in Moab, but Ruth gets blessed in Bethlehem. Where you are is very important. Say amen if you believe that. Uh, where you are planted is where you will flourish. You must send roots down. You must be rooted. You can't go from Ammonites to Moabites to Bethlehem and start to move around. You must be planted and where you are planted, you will flourish. Now let me just say again, God's will is fully released when you are in the right place. Say right place. You can't meet the right person in the wrong place. You cannot locate your Boaz in Moab. In Moab there's Bozo, in Bethlehem there's Boaz. Am I, talk am I talking to somebody this morning? I told you last week I'm going to show you how to meet a lover. I'm, I'm entering that place. Enter Bethlehem. If, in case you're sleeping. Being in the wrong environment. And being can be working in the wrong environment. Staying in the wrong place. Listen. 
If you stay in mere bank, in all probability, you'll find a mere bankitis. <laughs> if you stay in Chatsworth, 90% of the times, you'll find, find a Chatsworthitis. As Gregory will tell you. It's, it's, it's just the law of average. And in those days, like you had to take six and seven bus. And if you take a six and seven bus, you are going to find a girl from six or seven. No way you're going to get married to a girl from, from unit five. Am I right, Gregory? Uh, okay, you found Bayview because you're a policeman, you were scouting the... Or you were in the church. All right. I, I'm, I'm sure if I open the discussion this morning to all the married people, you will, will ultimately find areas that you found the girl in or church that you found in, the places, the places or place that you worked in, working, staying in the wrong environment, in the wrong place, in the wrong location, in the wrong ge geographical place can lead to being with the wrong person. Are we together this morning? So the guy who hangs out in, in, in Mahatma Gandhi Street, the girl that hangs out in Mahatma Gandhi Street, you're probably going to end up with, with that caliber of person. Listen to me. Water flows to its own level. Let it sink this morning. Water always runs to its own level. Are you with me this morning? Good. Now, let's talk about Ruth because she, and I'm going to stick to the Bible this morning, from Naomi's understanding of men, from her understanding of men, she advises Ruth. She gives Ruth some life-changing instructions. And Ruth, Gregory, is moved from 30 to 60 to 100-fold. In that progression, she's, she's pushed in a direction that she should go by her mother-in-law by her mother-in-law. She, she, she advises her and says to her, do your best. When you enter a gleaning field, do your best. Uh, she's talking about work ethic. Don't go there and do half and expect double. And that's, that's the thing about Christians. You want to do half and expect in salary twice. As much. No, you must do your best. Somebody say, do your best. Whatever you do, you do it as unto the Lord. Do your best and you'll get the best result. Somebody say, do your best. Okay. Now, she says, wash your face. If you're looking for Boaz, you, you can't have an oily face. Take, take that from me now. You can't. And if you're using like oil of Olay. No, you've got to change now. It's, it makes your face too oily. You've got to wash your face. Especially if you're young. You are young. Resist the situation of celebrating your 50th birthday in your 22nd year. Yeah, you got it now. If you don't hear anything, listen to me, young people. Resist the temptation of celebrating your 50th birthday in your 22nd year. 
Some of the girls, if I was much younger, I won't even marry you. <laughs> it's in the Bible. It says, get dressed. Get dressed. Get dressed means get dressed. I want to tell you this morning that physical attraction is very important. Stop looking like your mother. Your time will come for you to look like your mother. Your mother is your mother and you are you. Ruth, it says, get dressed. What does it say? Get dressed. I mean, you must... We all don't have to know, you know, get the dress tailored. We don't have to know it's your gift. It was wrong sized. If it was given to you free of charge, amend it. Tailor it. Why are you looking at me like, okay. It's in the Bible. I'm, I'm just using the Bible. It's Ruth 3.3, 3, please. In case you, it's Ruth chapter 3 verse 3. I am not taking any trouble for this. It's, it's here in the Bible. Ruth 3.3. 3. It says put on perfume. When you're stepping onto the threshing floor, put on, oh, but I can't afford it. They have testers. Yeah. Make sure your threshing floor is in a mall or something. And if you don't have, I'm just saying. And, and don't go. I was watching a movie the other day, a series. It's, it's the diplomat. You can watch it. The girl is an ambassador and she's, she's going for a meeting, but she takes wet wipes and wipes under her arms. No, man, have a bath, man. <laughs> The smells are important. It's, it's going to put the guy off. And whilst I'm speaking to the girls, I'm also speaking to the guys. You can't expect an, a, a level 10 and you are 5. Darren, are you with me, Darren? I'm talking to you too. Don't hide behind the pillar and say this message is not for me. You must get married now. And if you can't find a girl, we'll find a girl for you. You know, like one pastor went to a house, he said, boy like girl, girl like boy, they must get married. You know. Uh, Nisha's auntie, um, when she got married, I'm talking about those days, all she saw of the man was on the day she was getting married, and she had a veil, and she, her head was down, and they brought the man. He stood in front of her. All she saw of that man was his toes. Am I right? She married on toes. What's the problem? What's the problem? How many children they had? She got a count. Huh? For a man who got married on toes to have seven children, that is, that is God. I'm telling you that that is God. God works in mysterious ways. Huh? Yes. It's like you take them to KFC. All you see is breasts and... Uh, 
But it says, and get dressed in your, I want you to read this, please. Give me the scripture. Let's, let's read it as a church. Darren, are you, are you listening? And Ryan, is a Ryan in front of you? That's Ryan? Yes. I'm going to make all the single men stand up and all the single girls stand up here today. If there's no consent, I'm just going to do what Nisha's auntie and uncle did. I told them to get the marriage register out. We got the ink. We're going to put your thumbprints and I am going to get you hatched. That's what the church is. Gets you hatched, matched and dispatched. Yeah. Let's read. One, two, three. I can only hear the married people reading this. Stop. Let me hear the young people in this church. I'm, I'm t I want to hear the young people read. One, if you're married, don't read. And it's also a moment for others to know. What I'm doing is I'm putting you on the threshing floor. Right. Let's read. All the single, all the, let, let's do this. All the single people stand up. Stand up, Kendall. Yeah. Where's Cherie? Right. Hey. If you haven't got a ring, I want you to stand. Male and female, stand up. You know, the church must just, just must calm down. Spa. Spa, stand up. Start there. Yeah. Now I'm serious. Now come, let's go. All the single people, if you don't have a ring, that's it. There you go. Jared, thank you for standing. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm doing? I'm putting you on the threshing floor. Come, stand. Darren, stand. Ryan, stand. Who's in front of you? Yes. I don't care if you, if you are a girlfriend to a boy and that makes you datus. That's, that datus are not serious. They must, they must get, you must get married now. Right? Good. Is that all, sir? Mr. Paulia, sit down. I'm going to have to put an age group to this now. <laughs> right, good. Look at, look at this, this handsome. Look at these guys. Look at them. They, they look like they're gymming, man. Huh? Okay. Now, I want you to, to do the royal bow. Just take, take a, if you're standing in the front, turn and look to the back. Just, 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 just look. You, you, just look, just, just do a turn. And yeah, just, just like a waltz. You never know, you're standing in a spiritual environment. Look at those girls, how pretty they are. Look at these girls, how beautiful they are. I'm not sure why you, you must get married. Next. Maybe on Monday... We, I got the register, we'll do a double wedding, him and his brother. Okay, no, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. You know what I'm doing? Um, 
There was, oh yes, it's supposed to be. All right, go for it. One, two, three. Come on, guys, man. This is biblical, empirical. This is something's going to happen. Let's go. One, two, three. Wash. They text him. All right, take a seat. I don't want to embarrass you any, any further. But let me, let me go to the eating and drinking part. Listen, learn. Isaac was going to confer a blessing on his sons. And he said to his sons, you'll get a blessing. The one who brings me venison, because he loved venison. He says, I'll give my entire inheritance to the one who brings me venison. The wife of Isaac, was it Rebecca? She understood the value of blessing a man. She comes from that. She said, if your father is happy in his tummy, he'll give you anything. And uh, so she takes Jacob and she mentors Jacob into how to cook the meal for the father. She teaches him how to cook the venison, how to clean it, how to put enough salt and give him the venison. When you give a man the food that he likes, he'll give you the thing that he values. Now I'm talking to everybody. I'm talking to married couples as well. You must satisfy the man's belly. If he's satisfied in his belly, that scripture says he'll do anything for you. Now I know it's, it's old school. But there can be no old school and new school when it comes to uh, biblical values. Uh, beyond it, there is still some truth in it. Are, are, we, are we together to, this morning? So she says, do not make a move on Boaz until he's finished eating and drinking. If you want to find your bow has, are you learning Kendall? You must learn to the recipe books. Take your mother's recipe books and master the, the, the recipes. Are you with me? If you got the man and you're still not mastering the recipes, I'm trying to avoid future counseling sessions with you. Because he's going to come, you're going to finally come and uh, you're gonna, he's going to say, I'm leaving. 
I don't want to become personal and go into um, situations that I deal with. And normally from the pulpit, sometimes I, I try to minimize my counseling sessions. Uh, but let's, let's not use some real situations there. But here's what I want to say to, to the guys and to the girls inside of your marriage. And you can agree or disagree with me later. The honeymoon session is very different to real life. I don't know how to put this. But inside of honeymoon, make sure that you're not setting the pattern for how it is to be in real life. Let's say it's not in your nature to make bacon and eggs or breakfast in the morning. It's not in your nature. In the honeymoon phase, and if you want to make the bacon and eggs for your wife, tell them it's not my nature, but I'm gifting you. <laughs> because after six or seven months down the line, the real you will kick in. And then all of a sudden, you come now and you want to go through divorce because she doesn't make you the bacon and eggs. Because you started the trend. And when you start the trend, it's like, oh, babe, don't worry, I'll do it, babe. Everything is babe, babe, babe. When, you're, when, when your love tank is full, is oh, babe, don't, don't, don't worry, I'll. Babe, sleep. Then the complaint later is, she sleeps the whole day. Why, why, why you, why you want to, what, what should I write as the, as the reason for the divorce? Well, she sleeps the whole day. Uh, uh, then uh, I had this complaint that the man, this is now 25 years later, real, real life story. He said, Pastor, this man drinks the he drinks from morning to night. So I asked him, what's up? He said, Pastor, when we were caught in, ask her, did I drink? When I asked her, she said, yes. He said, the day I proposed to her, was I drunk? Yes. <laughs> pastor, when the pastor got us married, ask her, when I came to the altar, was I drunk or was I sober? She said he was drunk. Pastor, on the honeymoon, ask her, was I drunk? Then 25 years later, he's saying, Pastor, what is the problem? <laughs> All of a sudden now you, 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 you want change, but I'm just saying, know the trend of of what you got into and stop complaining after. Here's what I want to, I'm going to close with this. Never marry a man that you wish he would be. Marry the man for who he is. I'm close with that. All right. Everybody stand this morning. I'm done.
from last week I told you I'm going to tell you this but here's what I need to say to you for all those single people and I know I know the challenge that you're going through it's hard to find the right person but the difficulty to find in the right person is only in your eyes not God's let me say that again the difficulty to find in the right person is only in your eyes not God's listen you came to church i want God to speak to you this morning the difficulty to find in the right person is only in your eyes not God's let it go in again the difficulty to find in the right person is only in your eyes not God's for Luke says for with God nothing shall be impossible God sometimes conceals you to guard you for your future Esther was being prepared for a king and so they took Esther and put her in a special confinement area they dipped her in beauty oils they dipped her for a year and they 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 kept her and some of you that have stood up i tell you through Esther's story that god is guarding you is preserving you for your king that you are to meet so don't throw away the anchor just because of the threat of shipwreck are we together you got that candy <laughs> why the mother is laughing at don't throw away the anchor i don't know why i'm using you as my model today but don't throw away the anchor just because you had one bad date or one and you keep praying god will bring you the right cookie i saw you stand up <laughs> it's not by chance you're here today god will don't throw away the anchor just because you think that you are going to be shipwrecked did you get something this did god speak to you this morning Hallelujah